Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, looky here. It's the Pat and JT Podcast. Pat and JT Podcast. Is this our halfway point podcast? I think officially. Uh, somebody threw out there yesterday on, I think it was, Oh, it was on our uh, a text, 402-403-9478, that it's a leap year next year. So technically, that we'd need... 182 a, yeah, or 183. Right. So this is 183. So, so we're, we're definitely halfway. I think halfway through this one, we're technically halfway. But by the way, Rob Cullen's in the studio with us too, by the way. So feel free to check. We're trying to figure out our halfway point because we, we promised and we're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> one full year, every day... A podcast. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No. So I think we're yeah we're about so halfway yeah, there. We're halfway there. We are That's officially all. happy. Okay. All the math nerds are happy now. Okay. His <laughs> his microphone doesn't sound as loud as mine. I know. I'm trying to make sure we're 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 taking care of. Let's see, try that. There, Rob. Try that. Try, talk in there. How about now? Uh, a little bit. A little bit closer there. A little bit closer. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I I'm sorry I didn't introduce you, but um. uh, I don't know why it doesn't. Let me try this a little bit. Okay, now try that. All right. How about no? That's a little ah. bit All right. There's a thing called uh, God. Oh, gain. Apparently, <laughs> we need to have that turned up. That's you, our engineer. Yeah, 183 episodes in, huh? Yeah, yeah right? Isn't it amazing? She How do we know that none of them have actually been dropped? <laughs> How do we get We've this never, far? What? Things, that stuff's not even plugged in. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Shh. Oh, my God. So quiet. Craziness. Craziness. Um, yeah, we get to, every once in a while we have a guest come in. And we love having guests come in. So whenever somebody has a time, absolutely appreciate it. Um, and even more so, we haven't talked to you. It's been a while. It Since has. we had you, when's the last time? Was it when your book came? Oh, no, we, God, it was after we, that. Yeah, when we did, um, it was when the 9-11 ceremonies got moved to um, Memorial Park instead of Stenson Park. That's right. Yeah, that was the morning. That was the morning. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So so if somebody doesn't know who Rob is, yeah. what do you tell people? I always tell them I'm, I'm an author, a uh, public speaker, and a guy that uh, likes to make a lot of people's dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that opens up a lot of comfort. That's a pretty. That's a pretty broad. Uh, pretty broad statement. Sure. Yeah. How many books have you written? I've written three. And what what are these books about? So the first one is the one that most people know me by. It's called Why Wait, and it's about my personal nine eleven experience. Uh, the second one was I kind of co-wrote with a, another individual. It's kind of more of a more of a fantasy type of deal. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, which is done, um, which, you know, if you ever write a book and you think you get all done with it and you, you hand it over to the editor and, and I'm like, hey, this is all done. This is Here perfect. Go. That's all I got. And then a month later, they come back and they say, really, really nice try. Um, <laughs> if you could just rewrite the whole thing, oh, that, that would be great. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, uh, it is. Because it's, it's like handing somebody your baby and they're yeah. like, uh, yeah, you your put baby's so much work, really months. ugly. You got an ugly baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Months and months and sometimes even years yes. and years into books like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So, so the third book, and I'll tell you the title. Um, so the title of the book is um, "Here's a picture of me naked, and I don't care what you think about it." Okay. And on the on the cover <laughs> is is a beautiful woman who's who's covered everything up, but clearly mm-hmm. she is naked. And it's about my upbringing. Um, and I had a really, really, I had a horrible upbringing. I had a horrible dad. Um, 
just to be honest with you, the only reason why I went to his funeral was to make sure that it was it was him in the box. Wow. Yeah, that's how yeah, that's how bad intense. he was. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. How long did it take for you to come to that moment where you 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 say that out loud to anybody? Oh, years. Years, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you don't you don't want to say. Nobody wants to say. Hey, you know, my dad was a huge mm-hmm. drug user. My dad, you know, physically abused my mom. You know, right. Or my dad left us. You know, yeah. two or three times. You a know. lot of people keep that buried. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. just you know hide it away. And, it's and, and, and it's and it's hard. It. And you don't you don't want to do that. You want to deal with it. You absolutely want to deal with it. Because so. they take responsibility. Absolutely. They feel like you know ownership. That's on me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's and that's part of me. You know, and, and there was there was a lot of lot of different things that were going. On. I mean. Including sexual abuse and, and things like that, and and when you talk to people about it, you know people think that it's their fault. You know, mm-hmm. any anybody who's been a victim of, of either a sexual assault or a rape or, or anything, they think it's their fault. What could I have done differently? Yeah, and I tell people, you didn't make that decision to have that happen to you. That per- that other right. person did. So, so what mm-hmm. really kind of prompted it is it like uh, so is it sometimes the they feel it's their fault for not telling someone else or telling someone or asking for help instead of just letting it go on yeah it's asking for help that I'm afraid though but then 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 you have to deal with that I'm the one that got him in trouble yeah but that's you know what I mean uh, and it's no you didn't it's no different than if you see somebody robbing a bank and you call 911 you didn't make that decision you know yeah yeah wow so what really, really kind of prompted it is um after I wrote why wait uh, the cool part about it is that my dream, my goal was growing up was to be a public speaker. Actually, I wanted to be a rock star, but I hey, still on the stage. I can't sing. I don't yeah. have the looks, and Sometimes I can't play anything. Happen, yeah, but yeah, it's okay. yeah. Still so, on stage. I'm like, I'm watching Bon Jovi on these videos when I'm in eighth grade. I'm like, this is the greatest thing in the world, right? <laughs> right. I want to do that. I don't look like him. Unlimited supply of <laughs> ladies underpants. Exactly. You constantly for exactly. the rest of your life. So when, when the first book came out, I got uh, contacted by some agents that said, hey, do you want to do some speaking on this? So I had to quickly learn how to become a public speaker, which I failed, I don't know how many times before I, I kind of dialed it in. Um, but I really, really, once I got into it, I really like talking to kids. I, mean, I love talking to all, all audiences, but let's be honest, when I'm talking to a group of 60-year-old insurance men, mm-hmm. I'm, they, they say, great story, get standing ovation, but am I really shaping their lives? Right. You know? As opposed, I'm talking to high school kids and college kids that, you know, they say, hey, that really hit home with me. So mm-hmm. as we got further past, you know, each anniversary of 9-11, you know, we're coming up on, you know, 19, 20 years. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know. I mean, there's kids that don't even, they, it's a chapter in a history book. Right. You know, they I don't, mean, you think back crazy. to when you were in school, yeah. when you were studying, um, maybe it maybe it was the first man of the moon, yeah. man of the moon, or... Yeah. Or it was something else in the seventies, or it was it was JFK, right. you know? And right. it was just seems so far away. Yeah, yeah, just so far away. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. It yeah. just happened, you know. It's just like, oh my god. Yeah, it's just a chapter in a book now. Isn't but, that crazy? Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, as as the kids got older, I was speaking to high school kids less and less and less. But I really wanted, I really wanted to come up with a topic to talk to kids. And like we were talking a few minutes ago, I mean, there are so many kids that. Maybe have that creepy uncle, or maybe you know, dad isn't the person, or there's, there's some sort of skeleton that they aren't talking to anybody about because they don't think it's okay to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this book knowing that that's going to be my target audience, and to let them know it's okay, it's okay that those things happen to you. Mm-hmm. And, and the point of the title of the book is is simply this: you know, no matter what happened in your life, you can't change the past, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't hold on to that, and you can't let that control the rest of your life. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the 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 kind of the joke here is, I mean, how many times do we watch live PD or cops and 
you know, it's the drunk dad and the beat up mom and the daughter sitting there, you know, and that's going to be that, that family's life. That's always going to be her story. That's going to be her story. Yeah. Yeah. It is sad. Yeah. So it it can't, it can't control your future. You know, Mm -hmm. the point of it, especially when I'm talking to kids is, is listen, you have to be so confident in yourself just because of who you are. Take a picture of yourself naked and show it to people. And I don't care what you think about it. Mm -hmm. And where that kind of, that title kind of came from, I was doing an interview when the first book came out. And we were done with the interview, and this reporter, she goes, writing a, writing a book that shows a lot of emotions like, like mine did, she goes, it's really kind of like taking a picture of yourself naked and putting it on the internet. She goes, you're exposing yourself, so yeah, you know, right. your inner self to the whole right. world. I'm like, when she said that, I was like, holy cow, that's really right. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of spun it and then turned it into a positive. So, huh, so we are re- re-editing that book. That's kind of interesting <laughs> cool. too, though, is that you know when you once you do that, when you when you become vulnerable, all of a sudden you become much more powerful yes. because you find out you're not alone. You're not alone. That's exactly right. Um, that's the the hard part, and it's also I imagine hard for a lot of kids or adults thinking of their childhood. Because everybody says, you know, you wouldn't be where you were if everything didn't happen the way it happened. That's exactly right. And if you're happy with where you are, you really don't want to give that person credit. No, not at all. For you, doing anything for you. That's exactly, um, Dak Shepard has a great podcast. I love Dak Shepard's yeah. podcast. And yeah. he, he said that almost that exact same thing about a year ago where he, he had a terrible he had a terrible father. I don't think it was the same situation, mm-hmm. but it was just a, wasn't yeah. a good guy. Bad family, had yeah. drugs and yep. stuff. And he said, but, you know, looking back, I wouldn't change it for anything because that's made me who I am. Because if I, that didn't happen, I'd probably be doing something back in Ohio, you know, and not where he is now. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I'm a firm, firm, firm believer that everything happens for a reason. There's, I mean, not, you know, hey, there's a bird flying out the window. What does that mean? <laughs> but everything. I believe right. that, that everything happens for a reason. And, and there's, there's life lessons around us all the time, right? And some people see those life lessons mm-hmm. and some, pe- some people don't. Yeah, you think back through your history of all the things that slightly changed your trajectory. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, if I hadn't met that person, I would not have taken that job. Right. And I wouldn't have been in that car wreck because I wouldn't have been in that part of town. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like you can keep going back. Absolutely. Everything just kind of bends the, the right. trail a little bit. Absolutely, it does. Puts you somewhere else. Right. Yeah. It makes you, and sometimes makes you overthink things. Oh, yeah. That, that you do because you think, well, if I, you know, you start thinking about it too much. And then, then you start you, putting it in the future, right? right. Like, oh, wait a yeah, minute. I do that. How's this yeah. going to screw me over <laughs> in six <laughs> years? <laughs> yeah. <I> wanna- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. What um, uh, can you talk about your personal 9-11 story? I mean, we—I sure. know you told us that story if, a number of years ago yeah. on the radio, but it's—it's it's fascinating. This is your book. Yeah. Why, why wait? Why wait? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the the day before September 11th, the 10th of September, I was uh, scheduled to go to New York City for some sales meetings um, for the company that I was at at the time, and um, so. How detailed do you want me to go? Go ahead. As much as you want. Okay. So, um, you go and get it, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was supposed to fly from Lincoln to Chicago, Chicago to JFK. Um, I got kicked off my flight in Lincoln uh, because I was, uh, the flight was oversold. I had it was really oversold. Right. And, um, Side note: Lincoln is the cutest airport. It's adorable. I love it. You think so? Uh, my wife and I love it. Yeah, it's like if you just walk right out to your car. You can t- unlock your car from yeah, the. I'll give you. I'll, g- I'll give you that. Side, I'll, really I'll give you that. Winter, it's, it's just the cutest. I'll give. Sorry, I'll give you that. Okay. Everybody parks at the door. I love it. Okay. Get one, yo. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just look for the big door. It's right where, where the airplane's at. That's your flight. There you go. <laughs> right out there. Totally. <laughs> um, so they they kicked me off my flight in Lincoln. Um, 
because they determined that I was the last person to buy a flight for this for this uh, buy a ticket for this flight. I have a hard time believing that they were able to do that in Come that on. year. I you mean, can't really. keep track of my remember, luggage. Did, right. did we all remember? Did we all remember 1999, yes. December 31st, 1999? Yes. They thought all the computers were going to stop. Everything was going to go. Yeah. I made a point Ow. to be in Phoenix on that night. Why? Why Phoenix? Well, I went to I went to see the Judds. I kid you not, with my mom and uh, a girlfriend. Yeah, and it was on New Year's Eve. Uh, and I was like, well, if it's all going to crash, I want to be in Phoenix. Yeah. but I I'd lived in Phoenix for a few years yeah. before that, so I was it was like going back. You know what I mean? But I was like, if you're going to be anywhere when everything goes to hell. Somewhere warm. I'm gonna go to Phoenix. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they kicked me off the flight because they said I was the last person to buy a ticket for the flight, and and uh, so they rerouted me from they, they they ended up busing me to Omaha to catch my flight. So awesome. I'm now flying from Omaha to Denver, Denver to Newark, okay. and so I get to the Denver International Airport, we get on the plane, and this was I mean this was 2000 2001, you know. So yeah. I mean it, flying on an airplane with 50% empty seats was very common, mm-hmm. if you remember. So um, so we get on the plane, and people were just kind of randomly sitting wherever they were. There was maybe 30 or 40 people getting on this plane. I remember doing, jumping seats, jumping yeah, aisles so, so you could have three. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Lay yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the best part. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> so um, the guy ended up sitting next to me ended up being Jason Dahl who the next day was the pilot of Flight 93 that crashed in the field in Pennsylvania. This gives you chills every yeah. time you hear that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I never talked to anybody on an airplane, ever, ever, yeah. ever. Especially, well, I do now, but back then, you know, like I say during my speeches, I, I didn't care where you were going. This was my time. Mm-hmm. My phone wasn't ringing. My boss wasn't yelling at me. I didn't care where you were going. You know? Yeah. But this guy I was wearing a Jeff Gordon polo shirt. Which is another odd thing because I never wear casual clothes on a business flight. I always wear a suit or at least business casual. Literally, the first thing he asked me was, do you work for Jeff Gordon? And I remember thinking, this is a really odd first question to be asking somebody. But then I realized <laughs> I was wearing this shirt. But he said, because my son and I are huge NASCAR fans and huge uh, Jeff Gordon fans. So we just kept talking all the way through the flight. And for some reason, we got about halfway through the flight, and he felt very compelled to tell me a dream that he had for his 15-year-old son, which was to go to a NASCAR race and meet Jeff Gordon. And... Uh, you know, a few months before that, I was running a promotion in my territory. Um, basically, if you bought X number of dollars worth of software product from me, you would get X number of tickets to the very first NASCAR race at the Kansas, in Spe- Kansas, Kansas Speedway. Speedway. And I had two extra tickets. I couldn't get rid of them. Which, you know, here's some more coincidences yeah. lining up, yeah. right? Yeah, crazy. So we ended up, um, you know, I offered the tickets to him. He agreed. Obviously, we didn't have, I didn't have the tickets on me. We exchanged cell phone numbers and things like that. So we land in Newark, New Jersey at 10.30 at night, and we agreed that we would get home, or we'd touch base when we got home from our respective trips to start planning it, and never got that opportunity. Wow. How did you find out that he was the pilot of that So that um, people forget that, you know, we're so used to it now, but every, every news station, even sports station, they have the scrolling thing on the bottom. I don't know the technical term for it. It shows scroll. Crawl. Crawl, that's it, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, news, breaking news, or scores, or whatever. But that came from 9 11 because there were so many stories coming on that they were just rushing oh, everything. I didn't realize yeah, that. They, That's interesting. Yeah. It just seems like it's always been there. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're good. I so, think well, I remember the only other time I remember seeing it was school closings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Started maybe in the 80s or yeah, 90s. Yeah. That they started doing yeah. the school closings. Yeah. So it was, um, it was the night of the 11th. And I didn't even, to be honest with you, I didn't even think about Jason because I'm five blocks from the Trade Center. You know, I had other things on your mind right then. I watched the second flight. That had to just be terrifying. It was, I tell, I'm not afraid to, ashamed to admit this. That was the most terrifying day of my life. You know, I didn't know. I remember. Were you there when, I mean, were you in the building when the planes hit? No, I I was in a hotel about five blocks away. 
and they they came in like a hotel server or banquet server or something like that came in and told us that there was some sort of plane crash at the World Trade Center building. So we stopped our meetings and mm-hmm. you know go look. I want to go look, you know. And we stood there for, you know, a few minutes and I actually went to go back into the lobby of the hotel to call home because the streets were just the streets of New York City are always very loud, very busy, very hectic. But there were hundreds of people coming out on the street just doing the same thing that we were doing, just looking. And so I turned to one of my buddies and I said, hey, I'm going to go back to the lobby of the hotel and, and call my family and let them know that I'm, it's close, but mm-hmm. I'm in no danger at all. Mm-hmm. That's when the second plane came in and, and, and slammed into the tower. And it was, um, I never once thought the first plane was a terrorist attack at all. Never, oh, I mean, my never goodness. Crossed my mind. We had uh, Katie Couric on. Yeah. Um, Still one of my the favorite radio station, yes. right? And 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 the radio station had it on the TV, but mm-hmm. of course the sound was down. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, you know, this. They were looking what, you know, because yeah. they saw it go yeah. behind them because yep. that's where their their backdrop yeah. was yeah. the twin towers. Yeah. And oh my god, a, a plane apparently something must have happened to the pilot or yeah. you know just an accident and and it's terrible. And then the second one hit, yeah. and you could just feel it's like my blood went yeah. cold. Yeah, it I was just. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smoke! It was incredibly terrifying, and, and, and um, do you still hear that sound? I tell you, the sound that I hear is the the most is in my head is the uh, sound of the first tower falling. It was oh. it was incredible. I never just, even like, thought what about is, that. What what, what uh, if, if you can? Yeah. What, describe what that sounded like. Like put words to that sound. So I talk about it in my speech, and I talk about it. Sounded like a thousand freight trains coming at you at five hundred miles an hour, and the sound just got louder and louder and louder and louder. Because when the, you're watching on TV, it looks like it's going in slow motion. But oh, I'm sure yeah. when you're there, it was like in, it was. It, it did was, it look slow motion? Or no. Did it look fast. Oh no, no, it was it was really fast. That's incredible. Have you ever been in a tornado? Yeah. That sound yeah. intent times yeah. hundred. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because the sound when it, when a tornado and I've never been like smack dab in one. Yeah. Less than a mile away from me. Yeah. And you hear that that mm-hmm. everything just goes silent, silent and then yeah. you hear it coming yeah. and I can't even imagine. Yeah. It was wow. Um, it for, you know it, what triggers it more from sometimes I can I can I smell something. Mm. I talk about, you know, people are like, what was it like being there? And I'm like, it, it was no different than what you saw on TV, except what, what you saw on TV from wherever you were watching it. You know, your body didn't feel the impact of the second plane coming in. Your ears didn't ring with, with pain. It, it, you, know, you couldn't smell jet fuel burning. Mm-hmm. You couldn't smell human flesh burning. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and you know, the, yeah. thing, the other thing I talk about is very early on the morning of September 11th, you know, TV wasn't showing the people jump out of the buildings to take their oh, own that lives. Oh, took that took a while before yeah. that yeah. was actually, I guess, really transmitted when yeah. anybody even would say it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that was probably happening in the first tower yeah, absolutely. Yeah. before or when the second plane yeah, hit. I mean, it, already, it was already going on. So think about that for a second. Yeah. I, I think about that a lot, like, especially like if I get off of a speech and I go back to the hotel room, grab the stage for a speech, and I go back to the hotel room, and I always recount my speech, and but I always get lost sometimes. Mm-hmm. How bad was it inside the buildings? Can You're you ninety floors up. You say, you know what? I got to jump. I, I'm jumping. Yeah, yes, I, 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 either stay in here or jump. Yeah, you can't. I and can't you choose jump. Even imagine it just hell. I mean, wasn't it? The first one was like the eighty second. Uh, there's probably like twenty yeah. some floors above yeah. them. Yeah, that couldn't. They weren't going down. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless they jumped. But you know what? I, I, not that I think wow. about it a lot, but. Uh, but around around the anniversary, I mean, anybody that even just sees that on TV, you go down that same road of how how terrible was it inside that that was their best option, and then you put yourself in yeah. that situation. Yeah. And would you do that? Would you? How would that happen? Yeah. Like, so I, I don't know if I think I would because I think, and this is just my own personal opinion. I think the worst possible way to die would be burning to death. Mm. I mean, I, that's 
Yeah, I'm sure, right. I'm sure, and, there's, and I'm either, sure, I'm sure there's worse, but that's just mine. And mine is like drowning and burning. Yeah. It's like either where, where I can't breathe. Yeah. That's that, yeah. you know, scares you the most. And it's and that way, more than likely, a yeah. lot of those people would have died from the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. That was in there or the heat. The heat. You know, maybe yeah. before the fire got to them. It's yeah. just, it's just great. You would hope that the smoke. You would hope. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You would hope. Absolutely. So, um, to answer your question, um, yeah. so I, I was busy that day, you know, and there was no, there was no, I mean, like my cell phone wasn't working. Um, there oh, was, I'm sure they couldn't handle it. Uh, no, it was, everybody was on their cell phone. And our, our, what people don't realize is the government shut down all the landlines in the area for security reasons. So pay phones weren't working. My phone in my hotel wasn't Terrifying. working. Yeah. So it was um, it was probably about 4.30 that afternoon when I was able to call home and let let my family know that I was okay. Mm. And then we talked, my wife and I talked for a while, and then um, um, I told her, I said, there has to be a plan to get us out of here. There's no way they're going to keep us keep us here, you know? So I went down to the uh, to the lobby of the hotel, and a bunch of my coworkers were there, and they were setting up at the bar, having some beers. We were just having a couple of beers, and a good friend of mine, a coworker from Houston, Texas, was sitting across from me. And he goes, "Robbie, he said, didn't you fly into Newark last night?" And I go, "Yeah, why?" He goes, "Yeah, that plane that crashed in Pennsylvania took off out of Newark, was heading to San Francisco." And Jason Dahl, who I met the night before, already told me that he had the eight o'clock flight from San oh. Francisco. That's yeah. when you first kind of had the inkling that he yeah. was gone. Yeah, that was so. I, I still had my, my his business card in my wallet. See, uh, and even if you hadn't met him, just knowing that your plane, yeah, was the one that would be that yeah. right there well, in, a, in its own. Well, that's why I asked my buddy. I said, right. "Say that again," and he said it again. He goes, "For all you know, that was a plane you flew in on last night." Yeah, I'm like, "Holy cow!" Yeah. So I went up to my hotel room, and I was just staring at his card, and um, you know, I I knew, I mm-hmm. I, I knew. Yeah. I mean. Um, you know, and I tell people, you know, if you were flying on September 11th at this point in the evening, they they, they, they the FAA grounded, grounded all, the, all the flights. So if you were flying on September 11th, you were either stuck in an airport, uh, got lucky and got a hotel room, got a hotel mm-hmm. stay, you got really lucky and got a rental car, and you're driving home. Or if you were flying on the 11th, there was a chance that you were involved in one of the four hijackings, right? Yeah. So Jason already told me they had the eight o'clock flight, and I was sitting there in the hotel room, and it came across the bottom of the screen mm-hmm. that said that the plane that had crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, was United Airlines Flight 93. And they started. And it said piloted by uh, Jason Dahl and uh, Leroy Horner uh, was the was the co-pilot. So I knew before I even called, but yeah. it took me a long time to enter in a cell phone number into mine, and it took me even longer to hit the send button. Um, but when I did, it went right to voicemail. So I mm. I knew I knew right then. Mm. So it was it was that night. Isn't it funny though that you needed to call? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like they're that you just just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Just, the, just like at the end of um, confronting OJ, that podcast we listened to, where people were calling Ron Goldman even after he was there, just to hear his voice again. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just to confirm, and even saying if you're okay, call me, knowing he wasn't okay. Yeah. You know, just yeah. they had something they have to yeah. do. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. There was no way I wasn't going to call. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then, there. How long were you stuck in New York? So um, we were there for two or. three three days. Did you ever think of getting a car if you could get a rental car and get out of there? So this is where I'm going with that. So uh, what, they were trying to get us to fly home, but nobody flew for a long time after after 9-11. So I tried to get a rental car. I had, think about this. I'm in New York City, right? The closest rental car rental car available to me was in Manchester, New Hampshire. <laughs> think, of, think about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, so my travel department, department um, Booked a hotel room for me up there, booked a flight for me, and booked a rental car for me just in case. Because if you remember, Manchester was the first airport that opened up in the United States. I oh, did not know that. And, right. and the only the only thing that they were doing was letting uh, U.S. citizens that were stuck in Canada get back to the United States. Oh, sure. So there was no outbound flights. It was just okay. all inbound flights. So we're like, hey, that's the closest car. 
that's the airport it's looking like. And I'll never forget. So I spent the night up there. This is probably three days after 9-11. And, you know, they booked the, they booked the flight, but they didn't confirm the seat, right? Because they just didn't know, you know, if anybody was flying. I'll never forget this. So Manchester Airport is probably a little bigger than the Lincoln Airport. Imagine going into the Lincoln Airport with 80,000 people just standing there like, what, what do we do? You know, I've stood in line for a couple hours. Seriously, because okay, the people come back from Canada. Yeah, they're trying to. They're there's just, nowhere to go. There's nowhere yeah, to go. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? How big is Manchester? Do you think? Do you think it's about the size of Lincoln? I'm gonna guess that's about Maybe right. About that? I could be way off on that. Yeah. it wasn't a big town. You know, you're right. So you're coming back to the United States. Yeah. for what? For I mean, what? You, what? What you can do? Welcome to Manchester. Yeah, right. Get, <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll get you back <laughs> to the no U.S., but yeah. that's as far as we can take. Yeah. You. Right. So no good luck. Um, I remember standing in line for like a couple hours, and the line never even moved. Never even moved. And finally, a United Airlines employee jumped up on the counter, oh. and he, he, he didn't even have like a megaphone or a, he just said, "We are not flying. We won't be flying anytime soon. You know, you ain't gotta Find go. Home. To you, go. You, you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get up out of here." <laughs> if, <laughs> and if that happened now, we're talking yeah. 19, 20 years after yeah. 11, people would be just going crazy. Oh, they lose it, their mind. What, what were what was going on when he stood up and said that? Was it with what was going on? Did people freak out no, or did they just no, understand? No, okay, there, right? there was yeah. a collective disappointing sigh. You know, because like, every, everybody wanted to get but home. But what, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. 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 You can't, you can't, yelling at this guy is going to say, oh, okay, the US government says, yeah, yeah you can fly on this plane. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so I drove from Manchester. I was living in Lincoln at the time. So I drove from Manchester to Lincoln, 27 hours. It's uh, a long time to think. Oh, it's a long oh. time to think. Yeah. That's yeah. a long time. And listening to, to the radio, you know, probably the, reports are coming in. So here was the, I mean, there's a lot of things that was crazy about it, but I wanted to not think about it. For a while, and I wanted to not listen to the news for a while. So I'm driving home on a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's, it's fall. You know, let's do some college football. Yeah. Remember, they canceled all the football games. Yeah. I remember listening to like a high school game from Ohio. Oh my God. And I'm like, just to hear something. Yeah, just to hear something. Yeah. Other yeah. than news. Other than news. Yeah. Because no matter what station you had on, it was, it's all, it's that's all, all they would all, be talking yeah, about. It's all that yeah, anybody it was, was, was talking about. It was wall to wall. Yeah. And if you played music, there was no way you were stopping for a Britney Spears song. No. But no you know what I mean? No. I mean, everybody dropped programming and everybody was full 24 7 news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I remember that. Yeah. That was. And, and, that and was, for people that yeah. weren't there, you know, like us sitting in, in, just could not get enough of the TV coverage 24 yeah. 7. It was yeah. like if you slept for a couple of hours, you were right back up watching TV to yeah. get more. Were, were I recorded everything. Did you record did. everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I still have the stupid tapes. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. you can throw those away because there's YouTube now. I so you know can, there is. YouTube. I, st- I found it the other day. Remember when I brought the stupid? Are you VC- saying YouTube? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. It's a it's an online <laughs> it's video. YouTube. What? I'll send you a link. I'll yeah, share it. Could, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had the stupid tapes. I found them when I came across. Well, it's a long story, but I needed somebody needed a VCR because they had a game that's only on tape. Yeah. They wanted to watch it. There's nowhere else. Okay, fine. So I have a VCR with a remote. Batteries have probably exploded in it. But anyway, <laughs> I was digging through, and there, there were the. There's a box of yeah, tapes yeah. that I had. Yes, I'll get rid of those. Don't worry. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, did you want to get as far away from? I know you didn't want to think about it for a while, but right. were you when you got back home? Yeah. Um, as obsessed with what was going on, yeah, kind of figured so, out. Yeah. So um, somehow, somewhere, I made the decision that I was going to get. I was going to make Matt and Jason's dream come true. I was going to get them to a NASCAR race, and I was going to I was going to get them. Well, I'm the, sure they, because that was the son dolls the doll, dolls kids. Yeah, because that yeah. at the you know your last conversation, your whole intention was to get him those yeah. tickets, we and for all together. you knew, yeah. 
He'd talk to his son. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, and, and so much, you're just trying to, I'm sure, trying to process things. Because yeah. that's the last thing that should have been on your mind. Yeah, absolutely. But oh, you probably, that's I would have. That's what I would have thought. I've gone to the hotel and called my kid right away and oh, said, "One hundred percent." Is that what? Is that what happened? Did I, his kid know? I did not have that conversation. You didn't. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. How he found yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, you know, you want to get home. You know, that was the first goal. Yep. You know, I wanted to see my kids were little. You know, my son John was just born in January of that year. So I, you know. Wow. And Abigail, Abigail, they're only 16, 17 months apart, so I wanted to see them. You know, that, that's what you're talking about when you're, when you're alone with your thoughts, you know, standing there in the balcony of my hotel, balcony of my hotel, looking at ground zero. Wondering I'm, if I'm you're like, going to get out of yeah, there. Yeah, I just want to see my kids again. You know, that's all I wanted, you know. So once we kind of got home and, and um, you know, started spending time with the family again, and then it just, it really, it really started to resonate that this is... You know, all of these things that happened, you know, I wasn't supposed to be in that meeting in New York City. You know, why didn't one more person in Lincoln, Nebraska volunteer to get off the flight so I could keep my original schedule? You know, why did, oh Jason wasn't even supposed to be flying that week. You know, he switched flight weeks, you know, and all these things. You know, why did I couldn't I, why couldn't I get rid of those last two tickets? Yeah. You know, so once you start looking, you, you start putting those pieces of the puzzle together, you know, once that puzzle is completed, like uh, I was put there to make sure that this happens. Yes. You know? it may seem like Amazing. random just happenstance on things, but it's all orchestrated. It's uh, all it's 100%. Yeah. 100%. And there's yeah. so many other little things that took place, you know, just crazy, crazy things. So, um, so we did it. I made up my mission. I was gonna get. I was gonna get Matt to the race, and and uh, uh, you know. So it's funny because uh, the the email that I sent to John Edwards, who is Jeff Gordon's PR guy, um, I asked him for a five to ten minute meeting the Saturday after the final practice before the race on Sunday. So that's a whole other chapter for people that are you know kind of following along here because it's just just getting the tickets to the kid is and making thing. sure he went to the race. Yeah. You went that next step because you knew about the, the connection. Yeah. Yeah. That it's like, okay, I got to see if I can't possibly. Yeah. And then at the time, Jeff Gordon was huge. Oh, he was the Michael Jordan he was of racing at the time. Mega star. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are the chances? Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. That's so crazy. I, I didn't, I mean, and I didn't have like a secret email address. You know, I didn't, you know, <laughs> even though, even though um, Marty Smith, um, who's, um, you know, covers college football for ESPN, ESPN now, yeah, he was, he was covering NASCAR for ESPN at the time, which, by the way, read his book. It's unbelievably What's good. What's it called? I will tell you when I think of it. In a second. <laughs> I'll Google it for you. Yeah, we'll put that in the notes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, Marty and I had a connection. I don't even remember how Marty and I got started. So I kind of got the story. I sent him, I sent, I, I called Marty and I'm yeah. like, hey, I've got this story that I think that we probably need to do so. And I was asking him for help. Right. And he's like, I'm going to put it up on NASCAR.com. He did an interview with me, put it up there, sent an email, I sent a letter to Sandy Dahl, Jason's widow. Because I, how did that first contact so, happen? I mean, when you, she knew obviously at that point. So I'll tell you how dumb I really am. Okay. So I started working on this whole thing uh, with, with NASCAR and, and I'm, I'm jumping around, but Jeff Gordon had said yes. And so I'll come back to that. And it was all set up. It was, everything was good to go. I was talking to Jeff's PR people, the travel department. They were, they were you know, like, Hey, we're gonna fly the jet out. You know the whole thing. NASCAR waived the rules so that the kid can be an eight under eighteen. Wow, that's cool. I mean, it was all set up, and they're like, "So, is Matt's mom on board with this? Do you think they want to put him on a plane right away?" I'm like, I guess I really didn't think about that. I know it. So, so then, uh, I, then I think, well, I'll just find their phone number and I'll give them a call. Mm. Mm. Well, of course, they disconnected their phones because they didn't want every media in the yeah. world. Right. So I had 
no, so I even called United. I'll tell you how dumb I really am. I'm like, hey, my name is Rob Quill, and I sat next to Jason Dahl. Uh, could I get his wife's phone number? Oh, sure, <laughs> hold get on. Yeah, yeah. They're like, right back. oh, it's like Quillen, Q U I. Oh, yeah, hold on a yeah, second. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> they're, they're, like, uh, they're like, thanks for calling. <laughs> I'm oh, like, Son my of God. A- <laughs> so everything's all lined up. And they I, don't know I, anything they about had it yet. No clue. No clue. So I had no choice but to, I, I FedExed them a letter. I mm-hmm. found, found their address and I FedExed them a letter. So I FedEx it, kind of like you were saying, I'm tracking this thing, you know, every five minutes. What do you mean it's still in Des Moines? What's going on? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what? <laughs> When's the bus leave? Yeah, Come on, guys. Leave. Get that package moving. So um, it sh- next day it showed it was delivered. And I'm sitting by my phone thinking she's going to call me at any point. Yeah. She doesn't call. And I'm like, that's what I would, I asked my wife. I said, should I have done that? Should I have reached? And I, I, I changed the roles around. I said, if, there, if it was the other way around, and I was killed yeah. on, on a, a flight or whatever, would you want to hear from the last person I spoke with? And she was like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. And I'm like, she goes, especially if you spoke about family and, and especially, especially since you made yeah. plans. Right, in this you know? situation, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I didn't hear from Sandy the day that, that uh, the letter got uh, delivered, and I was like, oh, I really messed this up. I, it, it had to absolutely set her back on her heels, though. The day that... <laughs> the day that um, it got delivered was the day of the memorial service. So then I'm thinking, man, I'm pretty narcissistic. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty narcissistic. Right? <laughs> Other things going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next, so then some of the media started to pick up on it uh, because I, I didn't know oh, how okay. at the beginning how to get in front of Jeff Gordon. So I started doing some interviews and and um, right. you know, so the media started picking up. So the phone was just ringing, ringing, ringing. We want to do a story. We want to do. And a this story. is over how many days? This was probably a week after 9/11. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and, and the media was just looking for anything positive. Mm-hmm. Anything positive would come out of there. And actually, uh, is it uh, KLKN in Lincoln? Yeah. Yeah. They were the first people to do the interview. Good for them. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And then um, they put the story out there, and then it went now it got picked up nationally. I'll never mm-hmm. forget uh, the first phone calls because getting some local stuff. The World Herald did a story, some other stuff. Uh, I got a f- phone call from Blair Kirkhoff at the Kansas City Star, yeah. um, who actually ah. r- who actually wrote the back um, uh, of, the, of, uh, of my book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, I'm going to do a story on it. So they came up from Kansas City, and then once he did the story, it got really, really. I remember waking up 6:30 Sunday morning after the Kansas City Star put the story. I was in the cover of the, of the Kansas City Star, and it was NBC, oh. and they're like, Hey, we want you to be on the Today Show. And I'm like, holy cow, this is going to be big. <laughs> so, yeah. so the day that I got that, um, I got a phone call from Sandy. You know, And I was tired of answering the phone because all this media was calling. And I go, answer the phone, I go, hello. And she goes, hey, Rob, it's Sandy Dahl. And I just, both of us just immediately started crying. You know? right. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she goes, I got your letter. She goes, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever read. Oh, my God. She goes... She goes, I'm very sorry. She goes, yesterday was a memorial service. Sorry I didn't get back to you yesterday. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Please stop. Yeah. yeah. So um, it just kind of worked out from there. And um, as we got closer, all the plans got finalized. So Jeff Gordon flew out his jet. Uh, the family lived in Colorado. Picked the family up. Took them down to Kansas City. You know, Spent time with them Saturday night um, for a little bit, I think. And then uh, my wife and I got to meet Jeff and, and Brooke at the time. At the time. Yeah. <laughs> So That's then, awesome. yeah. So then, the next day, you know, uh, Jeff took Matt to the drivers' meeting, took him to church, spent about an hour, hour and a half with him, one on one. Like I said, NASCAR waived the rules so a kid under eighteen could be in the garage, which is no longer a rule anymore. Um, and then uh, Jeff Gordon's pit crew put a special seat up on the pit box so that Matt could watch the race. Oh my god, That's gosh. incredible! Yeah, and then um, 
you know, at, at, at some point when Jeff Gordon knew that he was going to win the race, you know, he won the race, came across the finish line, took the checkered flag, he dedicated the race win to Matt. You know, and so it just... Wow. Yeah. So it, it was, I mean, that was 19, that was 19 days after 9-11, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was... Everybody was looking for any distraction. Anything positive. Yeah. Yeah. Anything positive. Yeah. And it was, it was the most... The most red, white, and blue time I think. Oh, I mean, just I'm just thinking of all the when the when the Huskers, you know, oh. as far as you know, mm-hmm. everything. Just got, um, just got goosebumps, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just like every sporting event, everything. It was just like, no, we're 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 going. We're we're, we're going to move forward together. We're moving yeah. forward. We're moving, let's let's forward do together. this. And, and everybody did. The other piece about that, and this is, I think about this a lot because our our country is so divided right now. Mm-hmm. If it's politics if it's whatever the issue is it, we're so divided right now and i think about you know the days and the weeks and the months after 9-11 remember how everybody mm. was just one yeah you know everybody was yeah. helping everybody else uh, there was there was no anger there was no um it was just it was just uh, it really it really was it was we were su- such uh, such a, a, a i don't even know the right words it was we were such a country that was together you know mm. and and everybody wanted to help everybody and and we've forgotten that for some mm-hmm. reason. I just don't know if, if we would be in that same spot again if something like that happened. No. I don't think we I don't would, think I don't think it would be like that. I think again. there's a there's an immediate judgment Sadly. to say what side are you on? Yes. yes. Whose and fault is it? Whose fault yeah. is it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Instead of how can we help? How can we help? Mm-hmm. I remember going back to uh, New York City a few months after, and I remember getting in a cab at JFK, and uh, I was talking to this cab, and I go, "What's New York City like? You know, a handful of months mm-hmm. after nine, and this is New York City, and this is a cabbie." He goes, everybody still likes each other. Hmm. And I'm like, holy cow, this is New York hmm. City, the most angry, angry yeah. city right. in the world, right? 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 So, yeah. Everybody yells at everybody. Yeah. Honk their horns, yeah. flips them off. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. totally. That is just, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's all. Uh, it gives me goosebumps. Every, okay. So, uh, yeah. Never settle. Okay. Yes. Is the name that's of the book. it. Never settle yeah. by Marty Smith. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic okay. read. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. He's such a he So is. Rob, uh, if uh, an organization, church, whatever mm-hmm. school wants you to come out and speak, talk about, whatever yeah what how do they get hold of you so um my website is actually being rebuilt right now because we're retooling it for the new book but certainly just get a hold of me on twitter at okay. uh, is it underscore rob quillen is it yeah is it, he looks at me yeah. what who what? i never i never tweet myself <laughs> I, know, I, know. I have to, honestly i'm the same way i'm like what is that is it that other the other that that other that other jt that's what i can yeah. remember what it is yeah so it's funny because uh, there's a guy there's a guy in san diego uh, who's a drummer for a rock band out there? Same name, Rob Quillen. Oh, so he got your life. And yeah, he yeah. wanted to be in a rock band. So, right? yeah, exactly. That's a, Rob I, is in a yeah. Rock I'm like son of a. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Dang it. So when we get, it is underscore Rob Quillen. Yes. Yes. Um, or you can just email me at Rob Quillen Rob, at Rob Quillen at Rob Quillen dot com. Um, and then uh, to be in full disclosure, I hate the business side of, of that. So I have agents that do all the yeah. contracts and negotiations, all okay. that stuff. So I don't blame you one bit. Yeah, I, w- I want to be the I want to be the rock star. I want to be the guy that comes in town. I want to sing my songs, and I want to go. I want to <laughs> go. I want to go on to the next stage. Right. That's right. So, I hear you. I'm with you, man. I'm so with my you. my point to that guy that's in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, they just they were just doing Rob Quillen on the Twitter site, right? They weren't doing the underscore. So this guy follows me, and I'm like. Am I following myself? Is right. Rob What's Quillen going on? This is the many, universe. How many beers did I have? Yeah. <laughs> did I create another so, account? So yeah. So what? he 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 sends me a direct message and he goes, "I don't know who you are." <laughs> he goes, "But you're getting a lot of tweets. I'm getting a lot of your tweets." And I'm he goes, "Feel free to read through my timeline." Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what's funny? Have you you've met um, Clay Anderson? Yes, great and guy. It, I love him to death. Yeah. And he's a, a former Ash. Well, he's from Ashland. I yeah. just have to throw that out yeah. there because that's my connection. Yeah. Um, but he. 
there's a Clay Anderson, Clayton Anderson, isn't at it, Clayton Anderson. Isn't, there a, isn't he and a country he's a singer? singer? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so Clayton Anderson was constantly getting tweeted at. Oh. And he's like, dude, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> you know, and, and then by the same token, when people find out Clay's name, they're like, oh, there's this other guy tweeted about me yeah. know, by mistake. Yeah. Then they, they followed each other. Yeah. Then they met. I did see and that. And he got to go. First off, he, he brought uh, Clayton Anderson, the singer, to Houston. Yes. Took him on, talk about the rock star tour of NASA. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. And then Clayton invited our Clayton, yeah. the astronaut, yeah. to Nashville. And he went through the whole thing of writing a song and he got to sit in the studio. And, Very cool. And, and Clay is a singer himself, yeah, yeah. a very accomplished singer. Uh, and so he got to do some stuff. And apparently, he, he I know there's a single out there somewhere oh, that, that he, is sing, great. he sang on. That is with fantastic. His. I don't know, doppelganger, name doppelganger, that whatever is, he is. That Clayton, is awesome. Clayton name Anderson. Buddy. Yeah, right, his name buddy. Name neighbor. Yeah. yeah, name neighbor. So kind of cool. That is cool. I love, I love Clay. He's I good, know, he's I good do man. too. I, I do went too. out, uh, when he put his first book out, um, was it The Ordinary Spaceman? Yes. Yes. Um, so he did a book signing out at the SAC Museum on the interstate. And, uh, you know, it's it's very fun signing books. It's very fun when you have a big long line of people. Oh. You know, it's it's very fun and, and people want to talk to you. That part is cool. And I wanted to spend time with with Clay afterwards. I'd never met him before, but you know, we exchange. We have we share an agent. Oh, neat. And, okay. Uh, so I purposely waited to be the last person in line. <laughs> How long did that take? Like three and a half hours. <laughs> so I really want to meet this dude. Yeah, I'm like, that's cool. All right. So you went in space. Uh, what else? <laughs> okay. so, Is there another reason why I should? See? So in, inside the SAC Museum, there they show constantly show movies. You know, there's a movie mm-hmm. theater inside there. I watched the same movie like three times. Oh, I'm like, oh, all right, goodness. this like, is about the B-52. Okay. Let, me, let me guess. Is, <laughs> do you need me to narrate this? I'm gonna... <laughs> and I'm the, I was the only one in the movie theater. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh. I, they, they didn't call the Secret Service or anything, right? Rock bottom. Rock bottom That's is it. where I'm yeah. at right now. It's like security. We have a guy in the theater. <laughs> yeah, he um, won't leave. He will <laughs> he not leave. He won't leave yeah. until the last person goes through. Yeah, but that was cool. It was very cool to get to hang out with him. Oh, my yeah. God. So, All right, so the race this weekend. Did yes. you enjoy watching? Uh, Bristol. Bristol. was amazing. I, and I posted some about it. It's been 10 years since I'd been there. I saw your pictures. First of all, you were up in the suites. Yeah. Jeez. I know. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. No big deal. Dot yeah. com. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> seriously, uh, it was a former boss yeah. that was working. He was running the TV stations uh, out there. And so he got he set up everything. It was like I, I came in. I had hotel room. Yeah. I had transportation. I had everything was taken care of. And I got a roof pass. Nice. And so it was me and four ESPN camera guys up on top nice. of the roof. And I got to take pictures up there. And, nice. And I, we were talking about the looking at the setup with all the rigs lined up yes. in, the, in the infield. They don't look the same as they did no, back then. No. And I said, yeah, very satisfying to your OCD. You know, OCD oh, yeah. The way they're all lined up perfectly. Within an inch. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. It is. It's so awesome. do you ever do you ever be in the garage area? Uh, like, um, you know, they used to practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, mm-hmm. and then you know they had two or three different days of qualifying. Anyway, I was in Phoenix one time, and I had I had passed. This is well before the nine eleven stuff, and so the, the garage opens up at six a.m., not five fifty nine, not six oh one. It's five fifty or it's six six six. Ding. And they'll make an announcement. The garage is now open. At least they used to. Anyway. And in unison, all of the haulers' trailers come down. And it's like, it was like the most beautiful thing and I've ever seen. It just gives you shivers, yeah. man. It, it, the, the, that was the first time I got to see the parade. Yes. When they, they roll into town in on into Thursday. Bristol, yeah. And they come in, and it was nighttime. Yeah. And, those, and the lights yes. and the, the trailers are all like, they look like it, they all just got painted. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, all lit up like Christmas trees. Oh, first thing when you said that, I think whatever a few episodes ago, yeah. the first, only thing I could think of was uh, the beginning of uh, Lightning McQueen cars. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember when they all came in. Kind of, kind of the same. <laughs> right? So awesome. When I first when I first said it, he looked at me funny. I said I said and seen all the hollers yeah. together, and he's thinking like ditches. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> No, not those kind of haulers. Not, no, not like it's very different. The yeah. haulers, yeah. trucks, trucks, and trucks and trailers. Oh, oh my god, yeah, so, so cool. yeah, so, so cool. I uh, Bristol's one of the few tracks I have not been to. I've flown over it, uh, but I've not been to Bristol. Be yeah, it was it, it yeah. was very different. Yeah, yeah. So Pretty the cool racing place. this weekend at Bristol was unreal. I thought that, I thought the truck race Thursday night was fantastic. Um, I thought the Xfinity race Friday night was good. Mm-hmm. It's the, just nice to see new names. Yes, I, Sunday was heartbreaking. Oh, I, Saturday night. I guess Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night. I. I, I've told people this since since the, you know when Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl, he doesn't say, "Hey, I'm really sorry, Peyton Manning. I'm really sorry I had to be I, had to, I beat your team." Or when nope. you know somebody wins the World Series, they don't go, "Oh, I'm really sorry that we beat." Yeah. When Denny Hamlin got out of his car, and the first thing he said was, "I am so sorry to Matt," <laughs> but he still had the he was a professional. He oh, what that what he's paid to do is to win. To win, yeah, yeah. And he still took it from him yeah. right out, just oh. right took that sandwich right out of his mouth. That's exactly <laughs> what you got to do. So I, I kind of, I was like, oh my god, that was kind of emotional then. And then of course they stick a, mic- a microphone in Matt's face, and he's trying not to cry. Matt De Benedetto, yes, Matty D. Yes, and, and a lot of when he first got on the scene, nobody could say his name. Nope. it was hilarious. He grew up not too far from where I grew up. Out no there, kidding, in Northern California. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was emotional. Oh my goodness! And so then I was like, I could, my eyes are sweating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching NASCAR. I'm, not, and I'm, I'm drinking beer, watching NASCAR. This is <laughs> should I, there, should, there should not be. There's no, There's crying, no crying in, in NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> so, yeah, and I was like, oh my goodness! Oh my and then, god! Yeah. Then you see all the drivers come up and, and congratulate Matt. I was like, oh my. He god. stayed for hours yeah. after the race. I saw that signing yeah. autographs, and he That's had cool. tons of people yeah. that, that were fans yeah. Yeah. or that wanted Just, to be fans. Yeah. yeah. So the question is, where does he end up? <clears throat> so. I don't know where he. Is. I don't know. Yeah, he had to. He was. He's in a position of losing his ride. And, yeah, he announced that Wednesday that yeah. he's definitely out. Yeah. That's Can he just, just go get a new whip? Almost. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. That's a nice try. He's out there spray painting a car. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get in? Do you mind? Yeah. Excuse me. Oh my God, Rob! Thank you so much no for worries. coming on our Anytime. podcast today. Thanks for having me. Um, this episode, I guess, our, our halfway point. Yes. That's right. So you can you can consider yourself that guy. Put, put that in my Twitter handle. I was yeah. like halfway point for Pat and JT. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yes you were. We'll tag that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, New hashtag. That's, that's awesome. right. Yeah. Um, but in the, uh, one other thing too, we wanted to throw into is Kugler Vision. We want to thank them for being a supporter of our podcast. Um, they've been with us almost since the beginning for Pete's sake. And they've got a great promotion still going on throughout the month of August. You get yourself entered real simply. You don't have to do anything, as a matter of fact. Get on their website at kuglervision.com, sign up for the consultation, and then go in and have the consultation. That's where you're going to find out exactly where you are with your eyes if you're trying to ditch the glasses or get rid of the contacts. And they'll they'll tell you, here's all these this battery of tests, and we are on the leading edge of everything. And here's everything we can tell you about your eyes. And this, here's some ideas on what you can do. But the minute you have that consultation, you're automatically entered in the drawing. That's right. And that is, if you win, August 30th is when they're giving it away. $250, you can donate in school supplies to your favorite school or teacher. Also, another $100 gift card, Visa card, for your, them to spend on whatever. And then right. you get 150 bucks at the mark to do whatever you yeah. want with. It's $250 great. $250 prize package yeah. stuffed within that extra 100 in case they need extra things. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. A, and then when you are signing up for your consultation, just say you heard it on the Pat and JT podcast. Please do. We appreciate nice. it. They appreciate it. Rob, thank you very much. Anytime. We appreciate it, buddy. It's Pat and JT podcast halfway through. Oh.
Podcast. A Parkville Media Production.